So on occasion, I've uh, shared stories with you about my year that I spent uh, at living and working as a young adult volunteer through the Presbyterian Church USA. Just as a little bit of a promo, just keep in mind that as we move towards Pentecost, we'll be receiving the Pentecost offering, and the Young Adult Volunteer Program receives the bulk of its funding from the Pentecost offering. And so I do encourage you to support that where you can and, and as you can because of the difference that it makes in the lives of so many young people in so many different ways not only through the Young Adult Volunteer Program, but through other programs and gifts and, and efforts as well. Okay, end of commercial. <laughs> so I've shared with you on occasion the time that I spent living and working as a Young Adult Volunteer in Sitka, Alaska. I've shared stories about parsley. And do you all remember the parsley story? Anyone? I've shared, <laughs> I've shared stories about... Uh, parsley and whale watching and other things that I did uh, during that year. But one of the most important elements of that year, be, besides working with the, with the church in Sitka, working with the college that was there, and developing my own understanding of call and purpose and who I am, is that I lived in intentional Christian community. I spent a year living in intentional Christian community with, I have to count them, four other volunteers. And we lived together for the entirety of the year. We were strangers before we all showed up in Sitka, and yet we, we formed a community, and we were a part of each other's lives for that year. Now, the intentional community that I lived in was uh, an intentional Christian community that had been set up by the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. The four other volunteers that I lived with were all members of the Jesuit Volunteer Corps, and I was a guest into that community as a Presbyterian uh, and with the Presbyterian Volunteer Program. Uh, but because the intentional community that I lived in was a JVC house, it was based around four essential principles. Simple living, spirituality, community, and social justice. And everything that we did as a community was supposed to be uh, based around at least one of those four things. Simple living, spirituality, community, and social justice. Now, we were all young and in some ways a bit immature and in some ways very mature and in some ways just trying to figure out what it is that we were supposed to be doing and who we were supposed to be being and what, it, what this all meant. And so we didn't always succeed at those four elements of intentional community. We tended to compartmentalize the four aspects of, of living in this way. The social justice aspect often happened at work for many of us. Uh, the simple living aspect simply had to do with our shopping choices and, quite frankly, the amount of money that we had to spend on those choices. The spirituality was something that we did at church. Uh, my roommates would go to church on, they would go to mass on Saturday night, I'd go to church on Sunday morning, and once a month we would have a, um, an evening where we would join together in prayer as a community. And the community aspect... Well, I think that this, in a lot of ways, was where we fell down the most. 
Oftentimes, our community simply was the fact that we lived together. We were roommates. We were friends, sometimes. Frenemies, sometimes. Frenemy is friend, enemy, frenemy. Um, they, sometimes we did things well together, and sometimes we didn't do things well together, but we were really just more roommates than anything else. Looking back, although it was a powerful experience, I somehow doubt that I experienced true community, even though I lived in what was termed to be intentional Christian community. I've been doing a lot about thinking, I've been doing a lot of thinking about community and what it means to us in our society today, but also to us as Christians. One of the things that I am most disappointed about as I think about community is it is one of those words that we tend to throw around quite a bit, but we don't really have a good understanding of what that means for us. And because we throw it around so much, the term community can get watered down. And it's one of those things that comes to mean so much and so very little all at the same time. When we talk about community, we talk about the neighborhood in which we live. When we talk about community, we tend to talk about the city in which we live, the community of Lincoln, Nebraska, right? We talk about the community. We talk about the, the community as in there's a community event, and all are welcome to our community event. But it's one of those words that the more that we use it, the more it becomes meaningless. And so this morning, I want to invite us to ask ourselves, what does it mean to truly live in community? What does it mean to truly be a member and a part of a community? The first scripture reading this morning that we, that we read, that Carolyn read for us, was from the book of Acts. At the beginning of the book of Acts, as the disciples, now the apostles, were just trying to figure out what does it look like to live now. Jesus had been crucified, he was dead, he was risen. The Holy Spirit had come and descended upon them and sent them out in the world to preach and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. They had been promised that Christ was coming again at any moment. He had told them, some of you will not taste death before I come. And so the question was, how do we live? We have this incredible good news. We have this incredible knowledge about what Christ is calling us to do in this world and how he is calling us to live. And it's all coming to an end. And we don't know how it is that we're supposed to be living and the first couple of chapters of, of the book of Acts really do a good job of explaining how it is that they were attempting to live into the reality that they felt Christ had called them to. One of the things that they did was, uh, as, as Carolyn read this morning, is that everybody sold all their property and shared the money equally. So that not a single person among them 
went without anything that they needed. Everyone gave as they had and received as they needed. And quite frankly, that's a beautiful vision. That is a beautiful vision of what it means to live in community. It's based off of Jesus' call to the the rich young man. Do you remember the story of the rich young man who came to Jesus and said, Jesus, here, here are all the things that I am doing, and I want to follow you. And he says, now good, go sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then you can come and follow me. And this community that the apostles and the disciples and that early church community had based, had, had built was based off of that idea, go and sell everything you have and give the proceeds to the poor, and then you can come and follow me. Again, a beautiful image of what it means to live in community that not a single person would have to go without because none of us have possessions, but we've shared everything that we have with each other. A true sharing in who we are and what we have with everybody else. And wouldn't it be great if that's simply what it meant to live in community. Wouldn't it be great if that's all that it took to live in community, to live in Christian community with each other? Wouldn't it be great if it were just simply that simple? Go sell everything that you have, have no possessions, no one have any possessions, and we all share and join together equally in everything. Wouldn't it be great if it were simply that simple? be pretty easy actually if all of us did that right wouldn't it yes yes but is it that simple is it really that simple in our world in our lives is it really that simple It's not. The reality is, is that we cannot simply just sell everything that we have and give it to others and go on our merry way. Now there is an element in there about thinking about what you have that is in excess that you don't really need and how could those funds or what you have go to help others, but it's not so simple because we cannot simply sell that everything that we have and give it away and call it good. We have mouths to feed of our own. We have work that we have to do, that we are called to do. And so living in community is something different. So what do we do? When living in community is not just recognizing someone as a roommate or as a neighbor, but it's also not the extreme that is, that is lifted up as the ideal in the Acts community of giving up everything that you have and sharing it, and no, no one has anything of their own but shares everything in common. What does it mean to live in community? 
The other day I was listening to um, On Being. I've, I've mentioned having listened to On Being before. Uh, it's a fantastic program um, where a woman named Krista Tippett goes and she has the, the great blessing of, of being able to interview so many uh, wonderful leaders of different faith traditions and, and people who are doing amazing and wonderful things. And a couple of weeks ago, she was interviewing uh, Father Greg Boyle. He's a, he's a Catholic priest in L.A., and he does a lot of work uh, with gangs in the L.A. area. He does a lot of work uh, helping people get out of the gang situations. Um, he does great ministries such as um, uh, giving, providing people with jobs. Uh, they, they formed a bakery where people could work even if they had felonies and other, other jobs, other businesses like that. Uh, everything from providing job resources to counseling resources to tattoo removal. Beautiful ministry helping people get out of a life of gangs and violence and all of that. And as he was being interviewed, uh, he started talking about this idea of what it meant to live in community. And even though he lives and works with people who are in very difficult situations, he's not talking about just giving them resources. He's not just talking about giving up everything that he has. He's a priest. He, he probably doesn't have a whole lot himself. Uh, he's talking about what it means to live in community. And he said something that was so beautiful. And it, it was so powerful. He talked about living in awe with each other. And that's the hallmark of Christian community. Living in awe with each other. And as I thought about that, I, I, I was struck by how powerful of a statement that is. Because if you are living in awe with each other, and living in awe of each other, that means that the humanity that we recognize in each other is so powerful and it is so real. It means if you are living in awe with another person, it means that you can recognize that divine spark that is in them, that they are created in the beautiful image of our Lord and our Maker, and they recognize that in you. You get beyond the images and the stereotypes, and you get beyond... The differences in, in class and race and structure and society, all those things that society sees. And you look at that person and you see them for the beautiful child of God that they are. For all that is good and right in them. And you can recognize their flaws but not hate them for that. If you live in awe of another person, then you love them as your sister and brother and I thought about that and I thought about what a beautiful image of Christian community that creates because when you live in awe of another person you don't just simply recognize them as somebody who lives in the same house as you, or somebody who lives in the same neighborhood as you. You don't just recognize them as somebody who lives in the same city as you, but you recognize them as somebody who is worth loving and worth caring about. And you want to 
If you live in awe with someone, you want to love them, you want to care about them, you want to know what their lives are and you want what is good and right for them and they want the same thing from and for you. And sisters and brothers, I can't help but believe that this, this is what intentional Christian community looks like. Getting beyond the labels and the issues and looking at the people that are involved. And then I think back to my young adult volunteer year when I live in Christian community. And if I think about Christian community in this way, I can't help but think that then all those four elements that we were supposed to be living in come together in one. Because if we are truly living in community with each other, if we are truly living in awe of each other, sisters and brothers recognizing the humanity of others and recognizing the beautiful person that they are and loving them and caring about them, we can't separate that from our spirituality, can we? We can't separate that from our our relationship with God because God is calling us into this. We can't separate that from a call to live simple lives. Because if I truly care about you, is it right that I have a boat to park in a boat while you have nowhere to live? So call us to simple lives, not because it's a sacrifice but because we recognize that I should live simply so that others can simply live. And if we truly live in this way, this idea of intentional Christian community, we can't separate that from social justice because if I truly care about you and I truly love you, I'm going to fight for what is right for you, right? Not because it's a cause, but because I love you and I want you to have a good life. And you and I can walk together side by side, hand in hand, and stand up to oppression and injustice in this world. I love this image of living in awe with and of each other in community, walking together, side by side, loving and living as God calls us. Sisters and brothers, I would like to, as we close here today, invite you to consider and think about those times in your life when you recognize that you are truly living in community with others. Think about those times when you truly were living in awe of another person, whether they were someone in your family, in your home, in your church, in your neighborhood, in your city. When was a time that someone stood and lived in awe of you? And you felt that connection and that kinship and that community with them. Celebrate those moments. Live them out in your life and seek to create true, intentional Christian community. Sisters and brothers, let us pray.
Gracious and loving God, this morning as we come to you, we, we confess that we often compartmentalize our lives and we, we seek to separate out who we are from the rest of your children. Help us to truly live in intentional community, O Lord, that we may love each other, that we may serve each other, that we may welcome the love and the service of others, that we may be in true community. Bless our lives, O Lord, that we may seek and find the community that you have given us. Bless our lives, O Lord, that we can't help but love and care about all of your children. Bless our lives, O Lord, that we may know that we are loved and cared for by those whom you have given us and whom you have given us too. Help us to live into your love each and every day. Amen.